Amen. Y'all have a seat. Good singing, y'all, this morning. Hey, we'll, we'll be doing some more here in just a few minutes, but we are finishing up our summer in the Psalms uh, with, like Andrew said, those last five Psalms of, of the book of Psalms, Psalms 146 through 150, what we call the Hallelujah Hymns. And the reason we call them the Hallelujah Hymns, it's, it's exactly what Andrew said. The, the first and the last word of, of all five of those Psalms is the Hebrew word, Hallelujah, which is translated as praise the Lord, begins and ends with praise the Lord. And so this morning, we're going to kind of wrap up this series. Hallelujah, hallelujah means to shine or to boast or to rave, to celebrate, to commend, to praise. And then that last part, uh, Jah or Yah, that's, that's short for the shortened version of Jehovah, the name, the proper name of the one true God, the God of Israel. So praise the Lord. And that word in Hebrew, hallelujah, is a plural imperative Hebrew word, all right, plural imperative. So in other words, it's as if the psalmist is saying, come on all of you, all y'all, and praise the Lord, all right? So it's a, it's a plural imperative to all the people. It's a call to praise the Lord. And so these five Psalms are all about calling us to praise the Lord. So let me read through a few of these. Psalm 146. We already read a few of these verses, but let me come back to Psalm 146. Verses one through five, the psalmist says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. So you kind of see this refrain over and over through these Psalms that as long as there's breath in me, as long as I have my being, I'm going to praise the Lord. Verse number three, put not your trust in princes. And I think this is a really interesting phrase here. Don't put your trust in princes or in a son of man, lowercase, in whom there is no salvation. So, so don't trust in any human being. Why? Because they can't save you. They can't rescue you. There's, there's no one that can rescue you from your sin or from the judgment of God. No lowercase son of man. So don't put your trust there. Verse number four, when his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Now, I know this is really sobering and it's kind of like almost depressing, but we need to be confronted with reality sometimes, right? For every single human being, every single one of us, for you and for me, on the day when we breathe our very last breath, the Bible says we return to the earth and whatever plans we had for our life perish. Right? Whatever plans we have are over, they're finished. And so don't put your trust in yourself or in any son of man, but put your trust in the son of man. You all know who the son of man is? Capital S-O-N, Jesus, Jesus Christ, who we've been singing about. He is the son of man. And what I love is that even in the Psalms, even in the Psalms, we see the hope of the gospel. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in the only one that can save. Trust in the only one who can rescue. Verse number five, the psalmist said, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You will be blessed if you let him be your, your help and your hope. And so we see even the hope of the gospel in the Psalms. Psalm 147, let me read verse number one. Starts again with hallelujah, praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. Out of all five of these, these psalms, I've been reading these five psalms every day this week, and, and that phrase, that verse, really, for whatever reason, captures me. Praise the Lord. It's pleasant. It is, it is fitting. A song of praise is, is fitting. So it's, 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 
it's appropriate, it's suitable, it fits. Y'all ever been in like going into a department store or maybe a boutique clothing store and you find something that you like, but you want to try it on before you purchase it? You go into the what? The fitting room, right? You want to see if it fits, which is, this is one of my worst experiences. I hate going into the fitting room and doing, doing that whole thing, but I'd rather know if it fits or not, right? So even like one or two weeks ago, I was trying on a shirt. So you all ever grab a shirt by the hanger and it says the size. Um, I typically wear a medium, right? Sometimes large, depending on how it fits. Uh, I'm turning 48 this week, so I hang on to those mediums as long as I can, all right? Uh, even if it's a sh- medium, whatever. Uh, so I pull off this medium off off the shelf and I take it in uh, to the fitting room and like the second I put my first arm in there it's like this is not a medium you know what I'm saying and you look at it and it's like oh it's a small I could have put this on in middle school probably right but but like either the article of clothing is too big or it's too small or just fits weird you know what I'm saying it doesn't fit right what the psalmist tells us is that praise is always fitting It always fits. It is always fitting to the Lord. No matter what the situation that you're in, no matter what season or time of life or what you're experiencing, it always fits. It's always good and it's always fitting to praise the Lord. So I don't know what you're going through right now. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe uh, you're, you're not sure how to feel about something in your life. Uh, maybe you don't know what to do in, in the particular circumstances. Can I encourage you? Can I call you to what the psalmist calls us to? Praise the Lord. It's always good and it's always fitting, no matter what you're going through, to praise the Lord. It's always appropriate. It's always good. Psalm 147, he goes on from that to say, here's some reasons why it's always good and always fitting. Verse number two, because the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers outcasts of Israel. Verse three, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our God and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. He understands what you're going through more than you could ever know. It's beyond measure. Verse number six, the Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. So, This God, it's always fitting to to praise him because he builds up and he heals and he binds the wounds of of the the wounded. He he understands, he lifts up those who humble themselves. It is always good and it's always fitting to praise the Lord. Psalm 148, I'm going to read through all 14 verses of this. Psalm 148 is a call for everything in heaven and on earth to praise the Lord. Everything in heaven, everything on the earth, all the peoples of the earth are called to praise the Lord. Verses one through six refers to everything in the heavens. Verse number one, it says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. All of these things are created things. Verse number six, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree 
and it shall not pass away. I want to read you this quote I read this week from Christopher Ashe. It's kind of a long quote, uh, but it really spoke to me. He says this regarding those words established and decree. He says those words established and decree speak of what theologians call the order of creation, that matrix of physical and moral laws that give order to the universe, not only in its material dimension, but also in its morality. The heavenly bodies praise God by being what they are and doing what they do. That is, by exhibiting in their regularities and functions the order that God has placed in creation. So in other words, the sun praises God by shining, by remaining in its place in the solar system, and so on. The moon praises God by orbiting the earth in its regular manner. There is a sense in which just by being what they are meant to be, created things speak, as it were, the praise of God. In their regularity, they speak of his faithfulness. In their variety, they speak of his creativity. In their wonder, they speak of his beauty. This principle extends to the rest of the created order. And we too, as created human beings, praise God by living in line with the order and purpose for which he has created, the, created us. And I love this. And, and, and our culture will kind of twist this, but man, God says, when you live in line with my word and, and, and what I have ordained, man, you will, be, you will flourish you will glorify me. You will praise me by being who I've created you to be. And so all of the heavens proclaim his praise. All the earth, verses 7 through 10, it says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps. He kind of goes big and small, everything in between here. Verse, verse 8, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word. This is such an interesting like phrase. Even like crazy weather phenomena, like fulfills his word. It praises him. Verse, verses 9 and 10. Big and small. Mountains, large, all hills, small. Fruit trees, small, and all cedars, large. Beasts and all livestock. So wild animals, domesticated animals, farm animals, they all praise him. Creeping things and flying birds. You know, yesterday as I was outside and I had these like creepy crawly bugs like bugging me to death, you know what I'm talking about? And I wanted to curse them, but I was like, praise God. You know, y'all are praising God and being who God has created you to be. He says, creeping things and flying birds, all the earth praises the Lord. And all the peoples of the earth, verses 11 and 12, it says, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. So the powerful praise God and all people, verse number 12, young men and maidens together, old men and children. So young and old, men and women, all are to praise the Lord. Verse number 13, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. So, so the, the problem in, in our world is that uh, according to Romans chapter 1, we humans have exchanged the, the glory and the praise of the creator for created things, for creation, whether that's other human beings, whether that's other things. I mean, you look through what, what we're to praise and, and man has somehow turned those things into things worth 
praising and worshiping, whether it's animals or whatever, whether it's the, the, the sun and the moon, you know, astrology, horoscope, you name it, and we've turned that into an object or a thing to worship. And yet he says here, God's name, the name of the Lord, his name alone is exalted. He, his majesty is above earth and heaven. Verse 14, important verse here. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what's he talking about here when he's talking about a horn for his people? Okay, this isn't common language today, but in biblical imagery, it was talking about referring to strength and power that was wielded by a ruler. And so throughout the Old Testament, when it talks about a horn of, of salvation, it was referring to God's anointed king, this Messiah who was to come, who was going to rule and reign, this one who would lead a new humanity. And this is what, it, what the psalmist is speaking of, that God has raised up. He's raised up a horn for his people. And so who is, here's the question this morning, who is the horn? Who is the horn of our salvation? The Old Testament, let me point to the Old Testament first. Psalm 18 says, God himself is the horn. The, horn. the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield. And I want you to say this with me, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. God himself is that horn of our salvation. The New Testament, I heard it. I heard Jesus whispered throughout here. He is the horn of our salvation. In Luke chapter 1, Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist. You remember John the Baptist? His role was to point the way to Jesus, to proclaim uh, the, this coming Messiah. And when, when Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, finds out that his son is going to be the one who announces the coming of Jesus, he, he praises God. He says this in Luke 1. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a, say it with me, a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. That horn of salvation that God has raised up to redeem us is who? Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. God has raised up a horn of salvation for us. And so Psalm 148 is a psalm of redemption. It's a psalm of redemption that God raised up Jesus as our redeemer, our horn of salvation. And Psalm 148 says that his name alone is exalted. And it calls us to praise this one whose name is exalted. And so I want to encourage you to stand with me this morning and we're going to continue to, to praise the name of the Lord. God, thank you for raising up for us a horn of salvation one who would not leave us in our sin, but would come to rescue and redeem us. Lord, that we could put our trust in, that we don't trust in princes or in a son of man, but we trust in the son of man, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has made it possible for us to be forgiven and freed. And so God, thank you for Jesus this morning. Thank you for our redeemer. You and you alone are worthy of our praise. Your name is exalted in all of the heavens and all of the earth. And so, Lord, this morning, along with the psalmist, along with 
the mountains and all of creation, the sun, the moon, the stars, creeping things, flying birds, all of it. God, we along with all of your creation on heaven and on earth, we praise the name of the Lord because your name alone is exalted. And so Lord, would you continue to inhabit our praises this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. It is always good and it is always fitting to praise the Lord. Amen. I want to read one more psalm, Psalm 150, the final psalm of the book of Psalms. And this psalm answers in six verses four questions about praise. Where, what, how, and who. Where, what, how, and who. Verse number one, where. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. So where do we praise the Lord? Everywhere in heaven and on earth. There's no place where worship and praise of the Lord is out of place. Verse number two, for what? What do we praise him for? Verse number two says, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. So we praise him not just for what he's done, but we praise him for who he is, for his excellent greatness. How do we praise him? Verses three through five. It says, praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Anybody bring their tambourine this morning? Nobody's ready. Please don't do that any other morning. It's okay this morning if you brought one. <laughs> praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud crashing cymbals. So how do we praise him? With every kind of instrument. If it makes noise, use it to praise the Lord. And this final question, this final verse, who? Who is to praise the Lord? Here it is, verse number six. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All of creation is one massive choir lifting up the praise of God. And it is a blessing and an honor and a privilege for us to be able to praise the Lord, amen? For us to be able to do this together. So this morning, we're gonna, we're gonna end with a song, kind of a throwback. We're gonna shout to the Lord, the one who is worthy of our praise. And Lord, again, this morning, I just wanna say thank you for who you are and all that you've done. Lord, we praise you for your mighty deeds. We praise you for your excellent greatness. Lord, there's nothing more valuable we could do with our breath than to lift it up in praise of you, the one who is exalted and the one who is worthy. And so Lord, this morning we, we shout your praises, we declare your praises because you are worthy of it all. We love you in Jesus' name, amen.